The date is Friday, July 2nd, and you're listening to Entertain This, a thought-provoking podcast encapsulating all things entertainment. 2020 was a strange year for a lot of us. Things changed, and not necessarily for the better. Bo Burnham's latest comedy special titled Inside is a work of filmmaking art that catalogs this past year and how our relationship with electronic media might have become a little problematic. So enjoy. Hello, everyone. In case you didn't already know, you exist, and so do we, and we're real, and we're present in this moment in time specifically. No other, but for sure, this one. You're listening to your favorite podcast on the internet, encapsulating all things entertainment. That's right. It's Entertain This. Entertain This. As always, I am one of your intrepid hosts. My name is Alex Steele. I'm Michael Savoya. And I'm just Nick, because I don't feel like saying my last name. Your last name is long. Guys, I feel like as uh, people, <laughs> we've branded ourselves too simply. Alex Steele is a sexy name, and I think I need to own it. Michael mm-hmm. Savoya is a sexy name, and I think you deserve to own it. And mm-hmm. Nick, just sticking with Nick is fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just Nick. <laughs> Guys, do you know what episode this is? I don't. What is it? This is episode 69. (laughs) Nice. It's also the first episode of the month, which means I have the honor of hosting episode 69. It's one of my favorite days of the month. It is uh, stressful, to say the least. (laughs) Not only to have the pressure of hosting this podcast, but also to have the additional pressure of being the host on episode 69, because I feel like expectations are high Mm -hmm. for the 69th episode. I also fear the 420th episode, and I'm hoping that lands on one of you guys (laughs) and not me. Yeah, I mean, we're definitely hoping that like this episode can be like some sort of climax, but... um... Yeah, I won't make it too hard on you, but I mean, being the person who knows what our topic is today, I'm going to tell you that the climax might just be my mental break, which Mm, everyone's been waiting for since episode one. Uh, (laughs) And I think we're going to get real close today. Um, So I, I was I was panicking, trying to come up with what would be a good topic for the 69th episode? What would fit (laughs) 69? Something (laughs) funny, something sexy, something uh, other adjectives that fit 69, something uh, cooperative, maybe. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, people like that. Uh, At the end of the day, I. At the end of the day, I couldn't think of anything that fit all of those at once. But there has been something that I wanted to talk about um, that I felt there was an irony about that kept me from wanting to talk about on the show. Uh, And I will get to that. But first, let me hit you with this sick ass intro I wrote. Do it. Oh, the year that wasn't 20- even the intro. No, Oof. that wasn't even the that was the intro to it. That was called the cold opening. Mm-hmm. The opening to the opening, if you will. Ugh. We do that. Yeah. Anyway, the year 2020 will go down in infamy as a year where we did nothing, and I think that that's a real shame because looking mm-hmm. back, it may be one of the most influential years of this decade, though it was the first. 
<laughs> we elected a new president. We made major strides on racial equality and acknowledging some fundamental issues in our government as well as our police force. On an individual level, we started a podcast and mm-hmm. all of that happened on a grander scheme. But what about the individual? It's fair to say that the majority of people uh, kind of saw the year as more of a boring experience and maybe even a little lonely. The quarantine that was issued early in the year meant a lot of people were stuck in their homes and unable to see loved ones. Creative flames were extinguished as galleries, studios, and concert venues were closed. For a majority of the world, 2020 was a year spent inside, and that had lasting emotional and psychological effects. Uh, That's what we will be discussing today as we talk through what I would say is the most important work of art that came out of the pandemic, which is Bo Burnham's Inside. So don't panic, sit back and entertain this. Oh yeah. Okay. That's the intro. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) All right, let's get into it. So the reason that I felt weird covering this on the podcast is because overarching this special kind of calls out people who make their personality on the internet. People Mm -hmm. who um, basically live to create content for the internet. Now, I'm not saying that that's what we do here on this podcast, but it feels weird to take this and make it a subject of an internet show because it almost goes against the core meaning or message of the piece. Right. Uh, however, I think that if Bo Burnham were to ever stumble upon this podcast and listen to it, he would give us a pass because this is the 69th episode. And I think that that fits well into it as well. <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so all of that being said, I think we're safe to cover inside strictly on the premise that it's the 69th episode and we're devoting it to spreading awareness of this in case anybody hasn't seen it or to try and convince people who maybe have been staving away from watching it to -hmm. give it a chance because this is not your normal comedy special, which uh, he regards in his own words. And we'll go through that as we kind of do a quick uh, flyover of the special and discuss its many moving parts. Now, first, let's be totally uh, let's be totally transparent. Yeah, I have watched this special about six times and listened to the album all the way through about eight, eight times. Okay, all right. It's. It's obsessive. Impressive rhymes with obsessive, but they're very different things. Obsessive is correct. Disorder. God only, God only could allow someone to have that. If so only. now that being said, how how much about this do you guys know? Just so that I can adjust this special to fit that core. Right. Okay. I'll go first. So I, so I've been in a weird spot for like the last three four weeks now. And I really, really, really wanted to try and sit down and watch Inside to completion, but Mm -hmm. I was only able to get through about half of it before I was just kind of like, this is not what I need right now. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, totally fair. Um, I haven't watched the special, but because you said, hey, you need to watch this for the podcast, I listened to the album. (laughs) <laughs> so I hope okay. that was somewhat close. I, it was a busy day today, so I didn't get a chance to like sit down and like 
All right, let's do this thing. Right. I wish so I you had. guys have you guys have a general idea of what you're walking into. I'm going to be going into. I gotta say too, like the other back end of the half of what I haven't seen, I've probably at this point absorbed by like osmosis through like random like TikToks and Reddit memes and shit so i think let's get into that first let's get into the fact that it pisses me off that people are using this as like tiktok sounds because (laughs) that's exactly what he didn't want (laughs) that is exactly what he didn't want um and that's what people did anyway but i think exposure is good no matter what i can't be uh too judgy about it because we're doing a podcast on it right now Oops. So we're going to let that go. But yeah, TikTok has really grabbed hold of this thing. Yeah. So I'm going to be doing a kind of deep dive into the crevices of this and trying to understand the mentality that he had while uh, creating this piece of art. At the end of the day, that's what mm-hmm. it is. It is. Um, rather than a comedy special like it was advertised to be. So... There's going to be some things that maybe you guys either haven't seen yet or Nick, some things that you maybe didn't get through osmosis of listening to the uh, album. Hopefully by the end of this, it has some bangers, but the deeper meaning behind the bangers will fuck you up. So (laughs) we're going to get into it. Um, But hopefully this will convince you to take that next step and sit down and watch it all the way through and just feel it because it's supposed to hurt that's what makes it art it's hard to get through but there's a good reason and it's because there's a lot of things that are going on that need acknowledged that so many people can't acknowledge and that's a lot of what this is trying to get you to do mm-hmm. so let's start off at the beginning the very first shot bo burnham walks in his face is shaved. He's in like all black, really nice clothes. Um, and we see him sit down at the piano and then he starts singing the first song, which is called Content. <laughs> now, something that you may not have picked up and what kind of makes this a funny song when you're listening to it. He the words in it are hilarious. He's basically mm-hmm. like, I haven't been around, but here I am. I made you a bunch of shit. Enjoy it. Like, shut up. Stop bothering me about it. Here's the content that I made you. You've been asking for it. Great. Here it is. The thing that you don't pick up just listening to the album is that this entire song, he sings it straight faced with a black background and like one white light on him as he plays it. And even like the like harmonies that are played, they seem so dry in delivery because this isn't just like, here, I made this for you. You've been asking for it. Here's something to keep you entertained during this pandemic. This is like, I'm sick of you guys asking. You've beat me to death about this. So I'm going to give it to you. Yeah, it's like, it's like I'm going to put in the bare amount of effort. Now, fuck you. Leave me alone. <laughs> exactly. It has a sarcastic tone, too. He's like, daddy made you your favorite thing. Yep. Yeah, and it, it is it is very much like that, um, but it, it gives off a vibe of him disassociating while doing this. This is not his passion. He's just doing it right. for you. Um, and even there during the chorus, he looks up at a disco ball, which shines lights all around, makes it look like a party. Mm-hmm. He's still straight faced, like deadpanning at the camera as the lights are going around him like, yay, here's the fanfare you wanted. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. I made you this thing. Enjoy it. I hated doing it, but here it is. 
And that sets the tone for the entire show. Yeah. Hmm. And something that's like really important to note, too, is like the entire thing is happening in this like the single room. And he's doing so much with so little like he is like he's right. He wrote, directed, produced everything, edited, did all this was a one man show in the most honest format. Yep, (laughs) And it's just like he's able to accomplish so much visualization with effects and different like uh, different images and his cuts and everything. And it's just enhances every performance. It's all shot inside his apartment, right? Not his apartment. It's like a pool house off of his like Hollywood home. Um, Of course. Yes. But (laughs) in the narrative that he's building, it is a small apartment somewhere unknown and he doesn't leave. It's all shot in this one place. And from the way that it's filmed, you would believe that he lives, sleeps, bathes, eats all in this room making this special. And that's Which, it. Even if he doesn't, the fact that he shot it all within that, like the confines of a room, that goes to show you something. Like this guy is a master at filmography, or film. Oh, 100%. yeah, that's a word. Cinematography. A word. Cinematography. There you go. Yeah. So, um, kind of rolling off of that, Nick. The next thing is kind of between songs. He has these skits that he does, or sometimes he just does rants, um, and. Sometimes it's just like B-roll montages in between the songs content and comedy. There's this montage that eventually lands on the camera that he's shooting with, which is a it's a Lumix S1H. It's about a four thousand dollar camera. Um, but damn, does it shoot good quality as seen throughout the special? <laughs> it better be um, paying that much for it. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. That totally right. But it, it zooms in on the lens. Um and this is a trope that we see about three times throughout this special is the camera being dead center, him being off to the side, and slowly it zooms into the lens and eventually it turns the screen black as it enters into the lens. Um, and it's creepy in a way when you're watching it, like uh, a weird like slow zoom in on a scary picture in a horror film. Yeah. And it could mean one of two things. Either it's saying like, He's always being watched or he's always performing for this thing. This is the antagonist. Um, We talked kind of briefly in the Disney episode about the I want and the I am songs. Mm -hmm. This this does not break that mold. Um, But the antagonist is for sure the camera. And you're left wondering, am I the camera? Am I the one who it's referring to? Is he demanding like self-awareness that he's doing this for me and this pain is because of me? that Mm -hmm. he's doing this. Is that what I'm supposed to take away from it? That's at least how I saw it. And I think moving forward with that in mind, a lot of the other songs become a lot more clear Mm -hmm. because uh, as we kind of mentioned in the preamble before we started recording, this isn't a comedy. It's a comedy special and there are moments that are funny. This is a very weird combination of comedy and tragedy that I don't think we've seen before. Mm -hmm. And that maybe could only be introduced in a situation like the pandemic. Yeah, perhaps. I mean, it's, I mean, I've said it multiple times with the, the line between tragedy and comedy is often painted so thin that you often don't know which is which, um, yeah. you know, comedians like Richard Pryor and, and George Carlin often like used these terribly tragic stories to tell a deeper truth about the world and then somehow make that comedic, um, but basically it's like all the master comedians know how to do this very well. 
Um, and I think Bo Burnham kind of joins those ranks, especially. Uh, but it, I don't know. It's it's hard to tell the difference between the two, especially when it's painted in this light of like, hey, this is a funny Netflix comedy special that you should go watch. When really it's more like, look at it, look at it a little deeper, and then all of a sudden, oh wait, this was <laughs> this was a tragedy from the very start. Yeah, and somehow it has comedic moments in it. So I don't know. It's difficult. Yeah, I think it's 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 kind of because like from the very get go, it's set up as this antagonistic relationship between mm-hmm. the audience and the creator. Tension, and that's like, yeah. So it makes every funny bit have this like double edged sword feeling of like, oh, you're but you're just doing this for me. Like, like you mm-hmm. don't actually want to be doing this. You're putting on an act just for me. Right. How how kind. Yeah. And we will revisit this. Keep all of this in your mind, because a bit later, this all becomes very important. So the next song that we listen to is comedy where he's deciding, hey, this is kind of the I am song. Like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make this comedy. I'm going to help the world because that's what I can do in this like world that's basically falling to shit because of 2020. It felt like the world was falling to shit. Mm -hmm. What can I do? I'm going to make people laugh because if your house is on fire, don't panic. Call me and I'll tell you a joke (laughs) and like that'll help you with your house being on fire. Or if you're like, if you see a bunch of white men dressed in white cloaks, don't panic. Call me. I'll tell you a joke. Um, And that'll help you. He's basically telling us like, this isn't going to help you. Like if you think turning to me for comedy will help your, your worldview, it's not going to, but I'm going to make it anyway because I'm a white guy and I have shit to say and I can't stand on the sidelines i can't be quiet so this is what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna help heal the world with what god gave me which is comedy the the important part there is is like when you're saying like because i can't stand on the sidelines as a white guy because you all won't let me you're for it like you all need me to be here and you're asking me to be here that's true and also it's kind of a call out like hey white people like oh yeah stop like (laughs) stop putting your nose into every situation and assuming that you can do it like you can do the best thing he's there's a line where he says um we've had the floor for at least 400 years so maybe i should just shut the fuck up yeah and then a and then two and a half stanzas kind of pass or two and a half, whatever that that little column mm. of music is. And then he says, I'm bored. And then the song continues because he's not doing it to help people. He's doing it because he's bored. He doesn't want to be quiet. He doesn't want to shut up. Oh, I see. Yeah, so he's finding a distraction then. Another important thing to note is if you're listening to the album, you might have heard laughing during this one because he goes, what the fuck is going on? And then people laugh. Every time that he says, what the fuck is going on? That's actually a button that he's pressing. He's using the laugh track as an instrument to be like, oh, I control it. It's not real. It's a facade. Like, there's nobody here. And that comes into play, too. I'm going to speed run through a a couple of different things that he's done just so that I make sure that we cover everything in a timely manner. Um, The next song is FaceTime with my mom. Mm. um, Good song. Which... It's important to note that the aspect ratio of the special changes to fit the iPhone uh, dimensions like a Mm -hmm. TikTok is filmed uh, in like, yeah, in like a a vertical kind of a way. Well done. Um, And I think the reason that he does that, there's an emphasis throughout this special on uh, cell phones and needing to express oneself through a cell phone, how communication happens through cell phones, how cell phones are kind of becoming this window into society that we didn't need before so a lot of these songs have different aspect ratios and again the cinematography is beautiful to show that like this is how you look at it and you immediately recognize what this is 
Yep. Especially mm-hmm. with FaceTime with my mom, the entire thing is shot in that ratio to be like, this is the relationship you now have with your mom is through your phone. You don't have a physical mother, you have your phone, and that's how you see your mother. And throughout 2020, that was huge because people couldn't see each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll do one more and then we'll, we'll take a, de- uh, a brief pause to discuss the things that we've talked about. The next song that plays through is How the World Works, which is sort of a <laughs> Mr. Rogers Sesame yeah. Street spinoff. Um, it is seemingly directed towards children. It is introduced as like telling them how the world works. Like this is a song about the world. Come in and I'll tell poem. you about it. Yeah. Um, it talks about like the leaves and plants and how mm-hmm. we all have a part to play in nature and how the world works. He's even wearing a Mr. Rogers sweater as it's being filmed. <laughs> it's and awesome. the background is like bright oranges like to draw your attention in and it's all super colorful. The gamma's like way up. So you see every color. Mm-hmm. And then he brings out Sako. Sako is his little <laughs> helper friend who sings along with him. And Sako tells it how it is, how the world actually works, mm-hmm. which is like the world's falling to shit. The FBI killed Martin Luther King and then hid it from you. Like the the narrative taught in like elementary schools isn't real. And that's what this song is about. Like this is an educational song to children, but this is what it's all really about. Like this is what they're not telling you is that like Columbus killed everybody and like they shot Martin Luther King that you celebrated in elementary school. Like the FBI killed him. Like there are so many things that children aren't taught and this is like calling it out like here's where this starts. Here's where the disassociation and the ignoring major historical events starts is in elementary schools on Sesame Street where we make everything seem magical and the world seem okay when it's not. And like, do we tell children that? Are they ready for that? Who's to say? Maybe no, that's really. what's causing the disassociation that we're all dealing with nowadays. Could be. So that was three. Now let's take a break and break those down. Okay. All right. Oof. Yeah. Let's let's just pick up on that one that you were just talking about. Because like, <clears throat> obviously, a kid's show isn't going to go into like genocide and <laughs> showing live violence in action. And here's Martin but Luther is, King getting shot. And then it's that like, is how the world works, though. So who are mm-hmm. we to say like? Is it a lie to inherently be like, this is what the world is like. This is how the world works. It's all about how everyone takes care of each other and we learn from each other and we work together to build a better world. What does that do to our to our minds as we reach adulthood and figure out none of it's true? It's it's like a coming of age thing, like anything else, I'd say. I mean, like I said before, they're not going to show a black and white picture of somebody getting their head cut, cut off on children's PBS, you know? Um, but I would, I would I would challenge you in saying Mr. Rogers always faced children with the truth. Yes. On the day that JFK got assassinated, he did an episode on assassination. Yep. So there are ways to approach children with this information. Yes. And that maybe aren't that, as graphic as I think you're giving it. Yes. You can do that in a way that's, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Masked in a way that is very bright and colorful. But at the end of the day, you're getting to a deeper truth is just like, sometimes people kill people, you know, mm-hmm. um, Mr. Rogers was a pro at that, but, um, oof. Yeah. I mean, that is how the world works, but, um, I think this is a coming of age song. If, if I can go out on a limb, uh, does that, that does that sound right? I mean, stop me if I'm wrong, but it's like, it's you, up you for interpretation. Up, it's art. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like you start off the world with, oh, these flowers and the bees help the flowers, and then they go fertilize the plants, and then 
humans somehow fit into that because we all help one another. We're all in this great big ecosystem. And then you get into like, yeah, that's how it works on paper. The reality is that, you know, there's all these corporations running everything, but I mean, it's, I don't know. Oof, what a song. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I know. I don't, out of it. I don't know if like the way that I think about it tracks with that, just because like when you're thinking about inside as like an entire piece of art, it's a critique. Like it's all a critique yeah. on the year that we had and like all of the circumstances surrounding us. So seeing it as a coming of age story kind of like in my mind sells it a little bit short uh, mm-hmm. because of what it's like true intentions are. Uh, right. Cause like every single piece like individually fits into this greater narrative of a critique. And so you have to look at it through the lens of it being a critique on something. And I think I, re- I think I agree with what Alex is saying is like, it's a critique on the way that, we try to present the world in this like really uh, innocent way when in all actuality, like there's all this shit going on that is just like, it's right there. Very easy for us to actually tell you what's happening, but we're going to silence that we're and like, it's not just a matter of like omission by lying. It's like, no, we're like actively trying to like keep this shit quiet. Oh yeah. The news is great at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And at the end of the day, it's kind of like the a Santa Claus situation where it'd be easier just to be like, no, this is a time for generosity where we all give things to each other, show how much we care about each other. And then we created this like corporation Santa Claus mm-hmm. that comes in. He's secret. He's magical. And it's all about like childhood <laughs> wonder. And- Every single commercial on the TV was like, in these trying times, we all need to come together to... <laughs> It's like, yeah. shut up. <laughs> but the Santa Claus thing, it's like we all talk about this thing called child childlike wonder. You mm-hmm. look at the world with childlike wonder. Don't ruin her childlike wonder. It's like, what do you think the child's wondering about? Like, it's childlike wonder. They're wondering how the world works and you're feeding mm-hmm. them this like sugar-coated garbage that is inherently false. Like, yeah. I think that's what they're getting at in this. Yeah, um, like how much harm is, does that actually do? Yeah, like for the moment, they have a great childhood, this magical childhood, and it's like, let them have this good childhood before the world smacks them in the face. It's like the world won't smack them in the face if they see the smack coming. Yeah. So is it better to just let them know? Is it truly ruining their childhood? Or will they find other things that they think are magic? Will they find magic in the way that day to day we're able to cooperate with one another and that love is constantly present? What are, what are What would a childhood be like without all of these corporate, like, colorful sugary snacks that we're giving them you know yeah that's that's kind of what i think he's getting at and it's hard to think about because we're all so used to this world that is encompassed in um these like padded walls around every sharp corner that society is but at the end of the day they're gonna be sharp no matter what Mm -hmm. it's just whether or not you tell them that's gonna be sharp or you tell them no that's safe yeah and i think i think the like act of silencing out reality is like a really important part of this piece because like at the very beginning when we're introduced to Sako, Sako, where have you been? I've been mm-hmm. in this horrifying state between life and death. <laughs> now I think that he wrote that in to tell you the stakes that Sako has. Right, because uh, then later also, on later on yeah. then once Sako after he's done explaining how the world really works and this Mr. Rogers character is like <laughs> now I'm going to Take you back to the yeah, bad place if you, you don't shut up. You're talking to me. You're 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 being disrespectful to me, and you're calling you're me out for me all truth. my bullshit. And he's like, no, 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 no. Please, I just want to be here. Just let me live. Like that's all that I want. That's the stakes that people raise when they raise questions like this. It's mm-hmm. like, 
all right, if you're going to act like that, then go fuck yourself. It's like, no, no, no. I still want to be a part of the conversation. I'll, I'll calm down with all of my <laughs> true shit. Which, I'll stop you know, no, no. conspiracy theories. I, I promise I'll stop. <laughs> right. So let's, let's keep moving forward. We're about halfway through our time and I'm nowhere near half of this. I, I kind of toyed with the idea of making this a two part, like Ooh. do up until intermission. And then next month on my episode, come back and do part two. Uh, and I'm kind of into I think it. there's a lot to talk about. Yeah. I think that's what we're going to end up doing. So we're probably going to do a two part episode on this and we'll be back um, next month when I host again to talk about part two, we, which is, is not something we've done before, but no. it's something that I'm willing episode to do. Episode 69 revisited. Episode 69, 69 part two. <laughs> there you go. The other side. Right. Could we, could we backtrack for a minute to talk about FaceTiming with my mom? Because especially since now we've decided to do a two part, I think we can backtrack. We, yeah. yeah. Unanimously decided that of course. And I love it. Um, but <laughs> we just, I mean, that was, that was me during the pandemic. Cause like, remember the, we can break this up into like so many different eras of the pandemic, if you will. Like there's the initial like, Oh snap, everyone's dying. What's going on? Early well, it pandemic, was like, where it was like, well, it was like the early pandemic was like, Oh, they're telling us to go inside. Oh, this is yeah, kind of scary, fun, but like, for like a little oh, bit. <laughs> life's changing. Okay. It's like, it kind of oh, felt like going off to college or like moving to somewhere fun. Different. Yeah. And like yeah. nobody ever before the pandemic, nobody wanted to leave the house. We just all did it because that's what everybody did. Yeah, we were like, I'd much rather be too. at home in bed. And then like, there was a year where they were like, there you go. Stay yep. Be at home. Stay well, and it, and it was like the whole like, oh, this is just going to be for like a month or two. Right. And yeah. then all of a sudden, like nine months goes by and it's like, there's no end in sight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was like, I didn't leave my house, like only to go grocery shopping. And I was like, I was I wearing two masks really. and shit. <laughs> and it was the early pandemic when we're like, oh, I've never worked from home this long. This is kind of cool. I get to <laughs> sit, sit right up there in my room and stare at a computer screen as opposed to going to an office and doing it. But Everyone was scared. I was scared too. I didn't want to get, you know, COVID or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now I can't because I'm vaccinated. Get your hey. vaccines, folks. But um, <laughs> I FaceTimed with people for, and I never did that before. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm we started doing the podcast virtually. Yeah. yeah. I FaceTimed with my mom. <laughs> like, <laughs> everything that Bo said in the song, like holding the phone, you know, five inches from your face is like, yep, <laughs> that's my parents. hundred <laughs> mm-hmm. percent. Like that, that, you know tickled my insides maybe all warm and fuzzy inside and then now something that you don't pick up from when listening to the album is that um he gets physically angry with his mom and like starts a fight and like is screaming at his phone when she won't move her can- her thumb <laughs> from her camera like he gets physically angry and then it's like yeah. i'm sorry i'm i'm sorry i'm sorry and it's funny when you think about it but watching it you're like fuck like that yeah. like, like, it's real like <laughs> the frustration that he that was like building up it's not he's like barking at his mom but he doesn't mean it like he's just generally frustrated like in a bad spot yeah um, one of the one of the really big things is like bo burnham's physical acting in this entire special is fantastic like he yeah. does such a good job of representing either this like Mr. Rogers type character or this like sarcastic asshole who just wants you to leave him alone or mm-hmm. this guy who's just like genuinely frustrated at the state of the world <laughs> who is like like is so frustrated it's boiling over to affecting his personal relationships even yeah. like it when he's disassociating you can pick it out mm-hmm. like when he is absolutely nothing like my brain is so chaotic that I've shut it off and now I'm just sitting here doing this thing you're like that's what he's doing I feel that Mm-hmm. Hmm. For yeah sure. i mean it's 
it's one of those things that the pandemic, I think, showed us about people in general, maybe even on ourselves, because we got a little introspective there for the past year, but we forgot how to deal with people in, in a weird way. We forgot how yeah. to deal with an extra person sitting in a physical room with you. Because when you're on the other side of a screen, I can scream, I can yell, and I don't feel the same way as if if it was a real person sitting right next to me. I'd feel really bad if I actually screamed at them. Uh, um, yeah, like the whole Xbox Live argument. Oh, yeah. Like, I've <laughs> like, said some horrible things on Xbox yeah, Live. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Would I ever say that to a person in real life? God, no. No. Please, no. <laughs> I, yeah. I think introspective is a word that you should hold on to as well as we go through this, because that's what a lot of this is. There's yeah. kind of two narratives that go on during inside. It's physically being trapped inside, but it's also being trapped like inside your head mm-hmm. and having to face things that you didn't face before. Um, and we'll kind of get into that because this whole thing has that narrative flow of like, here's what the problem with you is. Here's what the problem with society is. Here's what the problem with technology is. But then the other half of the songs are like, here's what's wrong with me. Here's the problem with me. Here's Mm -hmm. why I'm blaming that. Here's what I'm not dealing with. Yeah. So. Because at the end of the day, like everything external to you, yeah, it does affect you, but can you fix those problems? Can you fix society? Like wake up tomorrow and just be like, yeah, I'm going to fix the entire world. No, you can fix yourself. And I think that's, when you talk about that thin line between comedy and tragedy, I think that it's so thin in this because the comedy comes from his social views and his, his social commentary but the tragedy comes from his internal commentary of Mm -hmm. like how he's feeling and what he's Mm -hmm. going through but they blend so well in this because they truly went hand in hand over the year like of 2020 like that is what the year felt like yeah and i mean the every single bit of comedy in the entire thing is kind of like it's funny because of how like tragic it is like it's Mm -hmm. like like oh the fact that like uh i'm just another white guy like commenting on the world telling you how to fix yourself it's funny because we've seen like that that's been the case where there's way too many white guys like mediocre white guys who are just so willing and able to tell people how to live their lives and be better when they just need to shut up and listen (laughs) right exactly and bo burnham has this pretty famous quote from one of his songs from a previous special where he goes comedy is linked by shared experience Mm -hmm. which is like the reason that you laugh is because you understand and you're part of the joke and the laughing is kind of your way of being like i get it that's good i've experienced that that's what comedy is Mm -hmm. and that's all this was was like we all went through this let's talk about it Mm -hmm. um let's let's keep moving forward because there's a lot to talk about even in the first half now that we're splitting it Mm -hmm. um But also, I think that we're going to see a lot of these things that we're talking about keep popping up as we continue on down the line. So the next skit between the songs, um, it's called Social Brand Consultant. And it's where (laughs) he plays the part of he is the uh, social brand consultant uh, for these different companies. And he's talking about how in today's age, it's so important to like understand that the world is changing, that we have to be a part of it. And people are asking questions like um, you have to support us as we fight against racial inequality as bagel bites and like (laughs) we have to show that we support like uh like same-sex marriage or like uh these things as skittles like that's the stuff that matters to the consumer and it's kind of calling out these brands of being like hey what if you just sold your shit like what if you (laughs) didn't have something to say about this what if you 
didn't have to prove to us that like you support like vaccines it's commentary on those brands like falling into that pit it's also commentary on us for being the society that expects bugles to be like (laughs) black lives matter which was huge in 2020 oh yeah like making bagel bites like change their profile pictures to match stuff like that or being that brand that sends out that tweet like why do we need that you know why is why why as humanity do we need these brands to reach out or like why why would we not buy bagel bites because they didn't post about it forcing them to post about it yeah why is that something that we require like why do we need to know these brands support these things or like because especially because these problems are on such an individual level and this is a little kind of uh what's what's the word uh taboo to talk about like it's taboo to be like it's taboo to even ask the question honestly well it's taboo for for us to say bugles doesn't have to say like black lives matter yeah but at the end of the day do they i don't know i'm just a white guy i shouldn't even be talking about it like if i am talking about it it should simply be to support it which of course i do but why do we force like bugles to do that or things like that and this the the thing is is we don't force them exactly like the whole entire thing is is like a company like a, a really good example of this is bethesda um, so at the start of Ooh, Pride Month, uh, <laughs> Bethesda, like on every single one of their like regular like Twitter handles and everything, they turned their logo into like a Pride version of the logo. Uh, That's great, cool. They did that everywhere except for Russia mm-hmm. and the yep. Middle East, <laughs> the places where they would have lost sales by doing that. Yeah, because at the end of the day, <laughs> to show support, it's just a marketing thing, and that's kind of what. Bo Burnham gets into because mm-hmm. his final line in this skit is along the lines of like, um, we have to do this to sell Butterfingers. Like mm-hmm. that's the end goal. These it's they don't mean it when they say it. They're just trying to sell their product because at the end of the day, they're corporate entities. Yeah, sure, they're run by a person who understands the nuances of these social political problems, but at the end of the day, it's just a company, you know? It's a hundred percent marketing. It's it's also something called uh corporate social responsibility to put a big $10, dollar word on it. But mm-hmm. it's, um, it's companies saying like, Hey, we don't, we don't harm the environment. here's, here's our, our logo in green or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's kind of building a relationship with the customer to be like, Hey, you know, we support the things you do. Cause we're just a massive corporate entity. I mean, a, a person just like you. Right. Yep. That's what it all is at the end of the day. I'm a marketing person. I know <laughs> I know this kind of stuff. <laughs> so the next song is White Woman's Instagram. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so many women on social media have come out and been like, Bo Burnham totally called me out. Oh, my God. Look, like, here's my picture and here's Bo's and, like, here's this and Stop here's that. And, like, Stop look, it. They, they match. Isn't that so funny? Like, what a call-out post. It's like, no, you're the problem that Bo's trying to address here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because the song basically goes through all of these different, like, posts on a white woman's Instagram. They're cliches, and, if, if I'm honest, right? Yeah, so they're cliches but in that they're basically calling out the um 
sort of monotony of posting these things and mm-hmm. how it doesn't really mean anything and you're just following trends and you're not really expressing yourself through this photography. Like you're just and the fact that Bo Burnham calls verbatim these posts that these girls have been talking about, they're like, oh, that's me. That's so funny. It's like, no, he's saying that your your posts gotcha. are invalid. Your your personality is almost invalid because yeah. it's not based off of who you are or what you see. You're posing for all of these things to match what is trending on the Internet, like on this society that's really not even real. And if like a, a thunderbolt were to like hit the wrong spot of the world would be completely gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not true. It's, of course, more complicated than that. But you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, yeah. We're good. Yeah, like it's it, it's like in South Park, someone can just go and like flip the the giant underground router off. <laughs> yeah. Right, it's like all of a sudden there's no internet anymore. Yeah, you guys. And not internet? only that, but but they talk about like the insincerity of posting about political issues and stuff like that. One one thing that happened in 2020 was while the Black Lives Matter movement was happening, people were posting just black squares mm-hmm. and like doing hashtag blackout like to show their support. But then people were posting that and then not going to the rallies and not donating to stuff and just being like, no, I'm a part of it. Like, I I know that I did it. You can check my Instagram. It's on mine. But like, I wanted to go to the rallies. Mm-hmm. I donated to stuff like I paid people's like bail to get out of jail after they were arrested for stuff like that. I I did that stuff, not looking for praise, but, you know, because I want to be a part of this movement in history. Mm-hmm. Um and this is kind of calling out people who did stuff like that and then didn't actually do anything because they were just doing it to contribute to this trend that was happening online to gain followers and to further their online status. Yeah, and I think there's kind of this bigger narrative there of like, if everything that you post to the internet is about this fake personality that you have made up to fit the trend, why should I even care about you supporting something? <laughs> like... Like what, 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 like what does like, what does that do? Cause like now you're just becoming another part of this new trend. You made yourself a brand. You're just a brand at this point. Right. Exactly. Um, All just brands. (laughs) It's important to note that this song is filmed in the aspect ratio of an Instagram post. It's (laughs) completely square one by one. Correct. Um, The only exception to that is there's one part of the song that's sort of a bridge where it expands to full screen and it's a post about this white girl's mom. I've seen um, this YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, she posts about how she misses her mom and it's been like 10 years since she died. Like give a hug and kiss to dad. And I have my own apartment and this guy that I love. And it's like, Bo is telling you like, this is real. This is, this is legitimate. This is what you should be posting about. And then as that's closing out, it goes back to the aspect ratio and immediately picks up with like a goat cheese salad, uh, <laughs> yeah. like cheese salad. A, right. And a bunch of stuff like that, that it's like, okay, you're back to posting crap again. Just like every other white woman. It's like, this is what this was made for is for stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And you're not using it for that. You're using yeah. it for these trends, and that invalidates this profile. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's yeah. like the, the, if if the real purpose of social media is to allow us an easier method to interact with other humans, like we have to be human on these platforms. Agreed. That's well put. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, what is the purpose of social media? I don't. Everyone has one. I have one. Why did I get one? I don't know. Why am I still doing here? Why am I on yeah. social media if all I post yeah. is shit? And I mean, like for me, for me personally, like if anyone were to look at like any of my social medias, like 
I only post like one thing a year, if that. Uh, mm -hmm. And for me, this is something that like I kind of like came to the conclusion of like very early on when like MySpace and Facebook, like at the early years of that, where I was like ev every attempt that I had to try and like be a part of social media just felt so fake. Like oh, it just yeah. like it was like I got to put like this like this uh taking back Sunday song as my <laughs> my space uh, background music, because then people will think I'm this tough guy. And like, all this, but then at the end of the day, it's like, oh, no, like this isn't that ain't who me. I am. Like, that ain't me. <laughs> like, there's so much more to me than anything that I would do here. Like, this isn't how you experience Michael Savoya as a person. So it's, what's yeah. the point of it? It's tricky. I don't know. It's like, what? What are, we, what are we all doing here, man? Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's, uh, yeah, because, I mean, I post on Instagram a, a lot on my not personal account, mm -hmm. but, yeah, I guess at the end of the day, I kind of feel like a fraud. It's like, because that's not really me. That's just me yeah. doing a dumb a dumb thing on the internet because I want to, I guess. <laughs> but then, But then you take that whole perspective, now everyone's stuck inside, and now it's your only way of interacting with other people. It's like, yeah. ouch, I just shot myself in the foot. <laughs> yeah. So now it's like we take things kind of full circle back to like the whole idea of inside. It's like, okay, now all these fake personalities of these essentially fake human beings, that is the only sort of like interaction that you can experience. Did That's your, it. Let me ask you guys this. Did your feeds on your respective social medias get a more, little more, less fake, more introspective during the pandemic? To some extent, a little bit, um, but a lot of it just kind of like died down. Hmm. I would say I spent most of last year not seeing posts about people and seeing posts about politics more yeah. often. I don't know how many people I blocked last year, but it would probably get into the 20s to 30s. Yeah. Or people yeah. having babies and kids and stuff. And I'm like, all right, that's and I think, Come on. <laughs> I think that's like a really important distinction to make with social media. It's like, well, yes, it's like very easy to make it about this like fake persona of yourself. Like, despite that, you can still like individually do a lot of really good through social media. Like you can do a lot of good for raising social awareness about something. You could do a lot of good about pointing to other people that are not getting the recognition that they deserve, where it's like, one of the big things that like I have like seen a lot in the last year or two, um, especially being like in a job where I am like it has for a very long time elevated mediocre white men <laughs> um, like a lot of these people coming to recognition with a lot of this stuff and now using their own resources and audience to point to these other people that they're like, this is a marginalized person who has been like put down by the system. Uh, use the system to give them recognition. Yeah. Which is like a really cool dichotomy between like this fake persona, but doing good things through this fake persona. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of tricky. It's a tricky thing because here you are a part of the system that you've become famous off of and rich and wealthy and all this. But at the same time, at the end of the day, well, it's like you said with the bad faith episode, Alex, like is the, is the millionaire who's, you know, cheating on his wife and sneaking around and all that. Is he a good person? is the person who has been elevated through this flawed system, are they a good person? Cause they're helping out. Like, I don't know. Um, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's, it's a really tricky thing, but I mean, more power to them if they want to elevate like marginalized people, because that's something we so sorely need in this country. I think. One thing that I will kind Oof. of throw on top of that before we move on is like, 
if we didn't run a podcast, if I could somehow hire somebody to run our social medias for us, I would be off the internet tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I think so much of my personal pain comes from the constant reminders of my own mistakes that is social media. (laughs) And like people who I don't Mm -hmm. talk to anymore, people who I've wronged posting on social media, they randomly pop back into my brain. I don't have time to move on from those things of my past. Uh, And I've started taking to like blocking people and like unfriending them and trying to get out of that kind Mm -hmm. of hole that I dug myself. But if I could just get off the internet and live my life, just what's in front of me and what I can physically touch, I think a lot, not all, but a lot of problems in my life would just kind of float away. Yeah, Um, yeah. definitely a lot of the self-imposed ones. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is a one of the realizations Bo Burnham wants you to have in this special is like you're poisoning yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know how many people I see out there not to be a boomer or anything, but they got the phone like this all the time right in front of their Mm -hmm. face. Mm -hmm. It's like, what what are you doing? Put the phone down go smell some flowers. If I put a bullet hole through my phone tomorrow. I'd probably be very, very happy <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> but at the same time, like, <laughs> at the same time, like, yeah, he's getting this message out of like, yes, this is all a poison. But now we, we only have it. like one water source. <laughs> yeah. Yep, and it's, and poisoned. it's poisoned. So good luck. Have right. fun. <laughs> so the next skit is I, I so politely have named it. Is it necessary? And literally the entire skit is like, can anybody, can anyone, can any one person shut the fuck up? Can we just <laughs> shut the fuck up and not talk about our opinions? Can we just not have an opinion on something? Can, is it necessary for everyone to be talking all of the time? And that's almost the exact quote from the special. And the answer is no. <laughs> I and I think that, sorry. <laughs> that one doesn't need any analysis. And, but that does lead us into our next song which is unpaid intern Mm -hmm. (laughs) you don't know this from listening to the album nick but unpaid intern is just the setup for the joke the song unpaid intern exists and it's great but it exists because bo burnham immediately after finishing that song starts filming a youtube style reaction video to that song where he reacts to the song Unpaid Intern. He talks about how, like, he wrote it because jazz has a lot of, like, songs about the working man, and he wanted to know what a modern-day version of that was. But the problem is, is that as he's reacting to it, the song ends on the reaction video, and then the reaction starts, and Bo, confused, starts reacting to his own reacting to the video. Mm -hmm. And that continues on. As the song ends again, he starts reacting to the reacting to the reacting of the video until eventually he goes, this has to stop. I don't like this. I don't like it. I don't like it turns it off and then immediately he's just like well thanks thanks for watching my reaction video (laughs) that hurts us because that's what we're doing right now (laughs) like what we're doing is reacting to bo burnham which is like that's why i was like this is not i shouldn't do this we shouldn't talk about this on the podcast because kind of goes against some of the messages that he's trying to portray but in (laughs) in this he's basically saying like your over analyzation of this and you forcing yourself into the narrative of this art uh, taints it. And not only that, but like the constant reacting, even to reacting to reacting, which happens on the fine bros channel all the time, which is people <laughs> who started to react this stuff. That's great. Um, 
it's like at what level do we realize like nobody cared from the beginning what we yeah. thought and as we see ourselves react to ourselves or see ourselves react to ourselves reacting to ourselves it's like the further we go the more introspective we are about ourselves and the deeper we go the further we want to push away from it and at the end he literally is like i don't like seeing myself like this i can't dig any deeper into how i'm feeling about this like i'm getting into stuff that's hurting me and i have to shut this off hmm. yeah how many layers of abstraction do we need to go down before things kind of fall apart yeah i think it was four yeah <laughs> i think four, it was four four it was four levels of when, distraction okay when the when there were four bo burnham's on the screen he gave up and shut it off yep he said i have to turn this off i have to turn this because he was getting so deep into his own head about how he was reacting yeah. to what was going on he well, was thinking deeper and deeper layers on the subject he was talking about and realizing like his self-actualization was forcing him into a panic attack yeah and it's oh. not it's not because it's like he wanted to it's just because the, that's what the content was. Yeah, like, it's, it's content. Yeah, it's it, at that point it lost the semblance of it being like a genuine reaction to it just being like having to force something through, and that just like ended up being his own like inner <laughs> demons like essentially, the poop almost right. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like, you get really to a certain to point out. where you do more damage by pushing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're just sitting there struggling and sweating. Yeah, it's just not worth it. It's not. <laughs> so so the next song is Jeffrey Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Bezos. <laughs> and that's pretty much talking about like how we're all still supporting Amazon, even though he's an absolute terrible piece of shit. And maybe we should stop. Allegedly. Uh, anything on that, Michael? Nope. Great. So <laughs> it's a good song. We're going to move forward. To say that. It's a bop, but it is about us com- continuing to support the giant that is pretty much ruining uh everything which is amazon sorry um <laughs> don't know who you're saying sorry so now, too, but so now let's talk about sexting <laughs> isn't sex it's the next best thing mm-hmm. allegedly nick i think you're starting to get the idea of this so can you kind of guess what this song is about you want you want me to guess i've listened to this on song. a deeper level oh deeper um yeah. with all the context that you have now yeah <laughs> uh face value it's about sexting um I said deeper, okay. but yep. try again. I'm going deeper into this. So uh, let me think. Okay, so pandemic, right? Pandemic happens. We're all inside, and mm-hmm. maybe you can't, can't see, see each other. Us. Yeah, we're inside each other. Um, not really. No, <laughs> you you could be. You want to be, but you're not because you have to sext to get that kind of interaction with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, but were people sexting before the pandemic? Yes, but maybe not as much. Okay, mm-hmm. that's I? fine. No. <laughs> okay. But I think this is talking more general and less about last year, how sexting is this weird two-way mirror that we've decided to do this very intimate act on, where before people would just be with each other mm-hmm. and, you yeah. know, have sex. It isn't sex. It's the next best thing. Uh, and we've digitalized it. Mm-hmm. Why? Like, why have we started using our phones to do this completely human thing? And yeah, during a pandemic, I guess it's quote unquote necessary. But when his phone dies, he realizes and like the post ejaculation guilt kicks in <laughs> yeah. of like, I'm sitting here alone. 
I'm completely alone right now. I have one hand on my dick, one hand on my phone, and I'm <laughs> by myself. Um, and just the consequences of that and the self-actualization again kicks in. Mm-hmm. This is this is why it's episode sixty nine, right? This is this is the uh, yeah. This is the moment where we realize yeah. that building up to it, Nick, building up to it, building up to this it. Is, this is the moment we realize that Nick can only speak in memes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, memes are how I communicate, you jackass. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. I don't use words anymore. I just speak in memes. But yeah, I mean, hit the nail on the head with that one. It's it's like maybe I can't see this person that I'm trying to get into bed with. Uh, what's the next best thing? I guess you could take your phone and, oh, it's kind of low battery. I can make it. I can make it. Battery, <laughs> battery dies. You just, huh. <laughs> but doesn't Sad. it feel a little weird that like we use our phones to talk to our parents. We've used our phones to communicate with others. We're reacting to our phones. We're watching other people react to things on our phones. And now the most human thing that exists psychologists and philosophers all kind of agree that the the end all be all for humans like what we do everything for is to have sex like that's what everything leads back to anything in life could lead to could lead back to it even just the the physical sensations that it causes even this most human thing that we do we now do on our phones like yeah it's kind of black mirror-esque when you put it like that you know this is where black mirror uses metaphor to kind of reach their point bo burnham is facing it head on yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's not it's not a metaphor anymore the guy is actually well bo is actually sitting there with uh i assume <laughs> he's somewhat nude and he has his phone in his hand and i mean yeah i mean i get it i didn't have to go through the pandemic like that but for those who did have to go through that it's it it must be weird just to you know have to use this glowing rectangle in my hand to experience such a a really human act you know yeah. it's also like having a, a third person in the bedroom who is steve jobs yeah. like steve jobs ghost yeah. <laughs> the fbi agent the nsa just sitting in the corner right. like what you gonna do next <laughs> i mean i think a big part of it too is like he's he's making a commentary on how normalized it is like mm-hmm. yeah it's, like it's something that feels so normal like to us now which sucks because like you said it is the superhuman like action that like we get so much enjoyment out of that we're like we're essentially trying to take a cut of this like of this drug that has been tainted uh that we just can't get the same fulfillment out of anymore um, yeah because it's it's really not the same no like at all no but we're if you really take a moment to stop and think about it you then start to feel that loneliness you start to feel that regret that introspection just in general <laughs> of just how bad you feel yeah it's a post nut clarity yeah like you said alex it's like what the hell am i watching <laughs> so uh, i want to take a minute to remind people that we do stream all of these episodes there is a visual aspect to them at times mm-hmm. um and the reason i'm telling you that is because i'm about to act out something that kind of leads us into our next thing that he talks about tell me if you've ever seen a video like tell me if you've ever seen a video like this Hi guys, thank you so much for coming to my YouTube channel. It means a lot that you show your support to me and not only me, but my friends here on the Entertain This YouTube channel. It means a lot that you guys have looked through our content and are watching us right now. For those of you who are watching live, thank you. Now I want you to imagine that, but I want you to imagine it while I'm holding a knife. 
<laughs> See, I, Black- I, I stopped watching right before this. So <laughs> is, this, is this Black Mirror? Tell me right now. Is this Black because Mirror? Because that... He's not threatening anyone with a knife. There's just a knife present yeah. as he's doing this. Yeah. But the presentation of a knife in and of itself yeah. makes it threatening. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Is he holding uh, so it to his neck too? Is it like uh, 15 no, million no, 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 no. He's like pointing it at the audience, but not like in a threatening way. Just in like, he's like holding it just like, I have a knife. No big deal. I just have a knife. And then at the end, after he's done talking, he holds it in front of him and just smiles at the camera. And it just like pauses there for a really long time. <laughs> Awkward pauses. And it's just like, okay, yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get the power that these people have over me. I hate it. <laughs> um, let's cover one more song because this is the narrative shift of the special um, that will lead us into part two next month. So that'll be the first week in August. We will cover part two. Cool. So stick around for that. But the last song that I want to cover is Trying to Be Funny. This is hands down my favorite song of the entire uh, special. And it's it's filmed. It almost looks like a rehearsal. He's surrounded by all of his equipment, all of his wires. The room's a mess. There's a camera focusing on him. And he starts playing the song and starts singing. And then he stops and he goes, I have to take a big fucking breath. And he like writes it down. And then he starts over again like he's rehearsing it. And he sings this song that's about trying to be funny while stuck in a room. Um, And he says, there isn't much more to say about it, because when you're a kid and you're stuck in a room, you'll do anything just to get out of it. Mm -hmm. Try making faces, try telling jokes, try making funny sounds and things like that. Mm. He's literally talking to us at this point about him. Like when you're stuck in this little suburbanite town and you go to church every Sunday, like you will do anything to get out of that small town. You will do anything to get out of your room. You will tell jokes. You'll make faces. You'll entertain people. You'll sign your soul away to this life of entertainment, which is what Bo did. He started comedy at 16 on a YouTube channel. He had his first um, Comedy Central special. And I know this because this is the first time I ever saw Bo Burnham. It was like a midnight special of like 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And he wore his tie-dye shirt and like jeans and he sang the same songs that he sung on the internet and it was a comedy central special yep that's the first time i saw bo burnham he's hilarious and yeah it was hilarious but this song is him going like i did that to get out of the situation that i was in and now that i'm out of that situation i would do literally anything for people to stop looking at me and for me to be able to go back to what it was yeah because at the end of the day like the last words of that song are, um, well, well, buddy, you found it. Like, you found a way to get out of it. Now come out with your hands up. We have you surrounded. Hey, wait a minute. Because he's being held hostage. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. And that's from the beginning, even with content. He was like, here, I made it for you. Straight faced. He didn't want to come back. It's been five years since his last special. He mm-hmm. just made this. Because he felt like people needed it. And then he realized while making it about halfway through, which is where we're at right now, about halfway through the special, that he needed to make it for him more than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a passion project. So that's where we're going to end the first half of Inside. We'll pick up the second half next month. We haven't made it quite to intermission yet, but I think we'll have plenty for next month to talk about. Yeah. For sure. Um, 
So stick around with us. We're going to head to promos. And when we come back, we have a quick this from uh, our guest from last month, who was uh, the scoop on the you. That's his uh, name. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Yeah. So we will be right back with that after promos. So here we go. Hey, Cammie. Hey, Bryant. What do Robin Hood, Vlad the Impaler, and Mothman have in common? IDK, what? Well, they're all topics on our podcast, Mystery, where each week we discuss a new myth and the history behind it. That's Myth Story with an I-E. See you then. I hope you guys enjoyed that uh, thrilling topic that I came up with and that I totally know what I did it on because we just did a whole episode on it. This wasn't recorded last week. And if you think that, you go write it in some subreddit. Go do your theorizing somewhere else. This is this is the same timeline. This isn't in the past. But <laughs> we are once again uh, granted with the presence of Paul from The Scoop on the U. You may recognize him from our last episode where we talked about Miami Hurricane football. Paul has so graciously returned to us to do a quick this segment. So, Paul, I'm going to go ahead and get your timer all set up. Whenever you're ready, you go ahead and let me know. Let's do it. And quick this. So I got five minutes, correct? Mm -hmm. You got five minutes to entertain everyone. So I was thinking about doing three things. I was either going to be like mafia movies because like I'm like weirdly obsessed with mafia movies. I don't know why. Like I love Goodfellas, for example, The Godfather, Mm -hmm. Scarface, like anything with organized crime. I don't know why. Like I I just love those (laughs) movies. Um, I like there's like an ex mobster named Michael Francesi or Francis, one or the other, uh, who has a YouTube channel, does a great job. So I've I've, I've always been like just just mesmerized by kind of, you know, organized crime for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, I was also going to do like UFOs because like it's pretty like I don't know why it's very popular right now in the news about UFOs and like the government releasing this documentation. So I was thinking about that as well. If UFOs are real or not, maybe someone's had a UFO experience. I've never seen one. I, I think they're out there, no doubt about it. But, you know, one thing I, I uh, when I interviewed, and I keep going back to this name, Lee Steinberg, because he, I mean, he's one of the greatest agents sports agents of all time. He's covered Pat Mahomes, Manny Ramirez, literally everybody and their mom. I mean, he's the greatest of all time. You know, he told me, you know, and this kind of countered because there was some behind the scenes going on. My phone was blowing up for whatever reason. There's a situation that occurred, um, basically white noise, but you know, live in the moment, you know, don't worry about what's going on behind the scenes, what's going on tomorrow, two hours from now. Like right now I'm talking with you three guys. I'm on a podcast, you know, we're live, we're having a great time, you know, live in the moment and focus in and keen in on what's going on right now. And that's something I'm trying to do because 
personally me, I'm like a very dreamy person. Like if I, if I'm kind of like in a place where I don't want to be in, I'm like thinking I'm on, you know, where I want to be in life, you know, whether it's in, on an Island in the Mediterranean, it's on vacation, you know, somewhere where I want to be, where I'm happy, but live in the moment, appreciate the moment, you know, whether you're at dinner with your parents, a loved one, a friend, you know, keen, keen in on that moment and just focus in on that moment, because that's, that's really going to help you a lot in life. And I think you're going to be successful if you just focus focus in on that moment. And I think ultimately, you know, hearing from someone who's as successful as himself being one of the greatest sports agents of all time, I think that's something I'm trying to work on more and more in life. And that's just keying in on the moment that we have, because we don't know, maybe this is the last moment I'll ever have with you guys. We don't know what tomorrow brings us. So just enjoy what we have right now and live in the present because we can't control the past or the future. So that's really what I want to work on as a human. I know it didn't cover five minutes at all and I have to entertain you guys, but that that's something I just wanted to preach out is just live in the moment and enjoy what you have uh, right now and stop worrying yeah, about yeah. The what great advice that you got yeah like that's that's such that's such great advice so so anyone can tell you that but it hits harder when someone who had success tells you that i feel you know what it's it's so powerful because i mean we did give you five minutes and we're like it's your five minutes you could talk about whatever you want and you came on and you were just like this is what i want to talk about i don't need five minutes here it is clean as day Take it as you will. I respect that, man. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. Uh, a quick this well done. Just because like I like to stir the pot. What if I just like completely went on like such a controversial like five minute segment? <laughs> it's your five like, minutes, man. Like literally like could have created like a ruckus, like national media. Like I just throw out some like crazy narrative. Would you guys like like afterwards be like that was the biggest mistake? I've considered it life. several times Having actually. To be no honest way. with you. We, we almost no considered way. doing a conspiracy we, theory episode. Yeah, uh, we, 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 I feel like we run this risk every time we let Nick host an episode. So it's fine. <laughs> what the? Yeah, man. No, we, we'd let it run for sure. Now, equally so, uh, to kind of put the shoe on the other foot, if you were to come on and do some sort of Andy Kaufman esque uh, performance where, like, we say, okay, you have five minutes, you're like, all right, here we go, ready and go. And then you just sat in silence for five minutes. <laughs> and every time that we tried to, like, start talking over it, you were like, shh, shh. <laughs> like that, that would really let you do that. I love that. I actually, I would appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, if you did that, I'd be like, I get him, I get it. That's right. But you want to entertain people. I mean, entertain just being quiet. You're just like, all right, like <laughs> just silence is, is like itself. we all sit in anticipation to see what happens next. I would have loved that. Right, like um, I'm on like a what's that? What's that live thing that like a lot of people are doing now to like what? What's that thing? Like women specifically, they get paid tons of money and like oh like only fans oh only fans i put i do yeah. my own only fans for five minutes <laughs> oh my god <laughs> were we just talking about that <laughs> it wasn't on the air or anything but we were joking around about only fans yeah. and we were joking about only starting <laughs> uh, starting a uh an entertain this only fans where yes. we just post pictures of nick uh in like a firefighter calendar-esque poses <laughs> chloe said feet pics only <laughs> Yeah, I'm dead. (laughs) Well, all that being said, that was a beautiful quick this and really great advice. Just live in the moment. And dude, I got a little sad when you were like, who knows? This might be our only moment together. It's It's like, dude, this could be it. You're right. But it's like, 
Hey, well, we'll be watching. Uh, we'll be watching your career. That's a football thing, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, if you guys ever need me back on, by all means, feel free to reach out. Definitely, man. Yeah, would, uh, sure. The minute that Miami wins uh, some giant game, we'll have you on immediately. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, honestly, like creating content, like even if they lose, it's like, hey, like even like something, you know, just drama. Like, it's like, hey, I, don't I mean, that's what started, like, you know? Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. Like, I kind of view myself as like a little indie, like, you know, sports reporter, you know, like indie filmmakers. I'm like independent, low budget, you know, just like talking If people want to show up, listen, like, you know, it's kind of like they don't have like That's a whole drive. Film festival. Yeah. But like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, man, uh, if you want to go ahead and plug one more time, this is a new episode. So they didn't hear hear it last week. Let's let's go through it one more time. If you want to plug anything. Yeah, the scoop on the U. Find me on YouTube. I we have four people working this, not including myself. I want to see four new subscribers and putting you guys on the spot. So if I don't get it, I'm gonna be very disappointed. So, <laughs> you got uh, it, man. Find me on the scoop on the U. Uh, the believe in the podcast, believe in the U podcast network as well. It's on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. If you use Stitcher, I don't know. If that's a thing. Um, but yeah, check me out there, and uh, hopefully, I'll get four new subscribers in the next uh, minute or so. I was already subscribed to you, so I know, you, I are, had you. you are. You are. So I need three more. All right. <laughs> okay, I'll do it. Jeez. <laughs> All right. Well, we we appreciate you coming back on and doing the quick this for us. As always, if there's anything entertainment that you want to see covered on this show, reach out to us and let us hear it. Hey, maybe we might bring you on the show as a guest. Who knows if it's something that we don't feel we can cover. There are a couple ways that you can suggest topics to us. The number one way that I suggest is you can go to our website. That's www.entertainthis.net. If you scroll all the way to the bottom of the homepage, there's a questionnaire that you can fill out. That shoots an email straight to our email, which is uh, entertainthispodcast at gmail.com. If you just want to straight up email us that's fine too uh you can also find us on twitter we are entertain underscore this on instagram we are username entertain this podcast we have a facebook group you can look us up our branding's pretty recognizable so you'll be able to find us pretty easy and of course we have our youtube channel uh also under the name entertain this where we post all of our old videos if you're watching this and you didn't see our episode on the scoop on the u and miami university go check that out it's up on the youtube channel now um We'd really appreciate it. Until next time, entertain us so we can entertain you and you can entertain this. We'll see y'all next Friday. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. This episode of Entertain This was written by Alex Steele with additional commentary from Michael Savoya and Nick Mustakangas. Our showrunner and resident fact checker is Chloe Price. Special thanks once again to Paul from the Scoop on the U YouTube channel for doing our quick this on this episode. Our theme music is Rush Rubble by Aaron Spencer, with additional interstitial music by DJW. Tune in every Friday for new episodes, and thanks for listening.